the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Another ring for Robert Kraft. Yep, he has six Super Bowl rings, uh, as you, I'm pretty sure you know, as the uh, owner of the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, Now he might have a prostitution ring to deal with. Now, it's not his prostitution ring, but the cops in Jupiter, Florida, have charged him, officially charged him, with two counts of soliciting prostitution. Not with an expensive hooker. Uh, which you might expect from a guy worth about $5 billion if he's going to do that. Now, it's at a massage parlor uh, where it's $59 for a half hour and 79 for a full hour. Uh, the Patriots released a statement that said they categorically deny uh, that Kraft did anything illegal. That's all they said. And they said because it's a court case, that's all they're going to say about it. At least that was as recently as an hour or so ago. I don't think anything else has come out. Anyway, the Patriots... Uh, say that nothing happened, and, you know, you expect that. But um, the problem is that, uh, for Bob, uh, is that um, the cops have him on video. And they say they have him on two separate videos. This might actually be more serious, though, uh, than just getting a a little extra treatment at a massage parlor because uh, the cops have been investigating a bunch of massage parlors in that area down there in Florida um, because they think there's some serious human trafficking going on. That's serious business there. And if it turns out that there are underage girls involved, it could really get serious. Now, 25 men were involved in this, uh, were charged. Um, Neither Bill Belichick nor Tom Brady were in that group, by the way. And when asked about uh, for his reaction to this uh, whole thing with Bob Kraft in Florida, uh, Bill Belichick said, we're getting ready for Cincinnati. No, he didn't actually say that, but that's what he would say if you did ask. Because that's what he always says. There's a famous uh, – anyway, there's a famous uh, press conference he did where they asked him about 15 questions, and every every answer was, uh, we're getting ready for Cincinnati. So I think if you'd ask him about this, that's probably where Bill would take it. Um, we're getting ready for Cincinnati. Actually, uh, he wasn't asked about it at all. But there's probably not much of a chance that Kraft set this whole thing up to benefit him, like, uh, you know, Jussie Smollett who we're going to be talking about a lot today. He's been out uh, of the uh, cut out of the last two um, episodes of Empire, and uh, now there are reports that he told the cops he has an untreated drug problem, and the cops say that he bought ecstasy from one of the two guys involved in the what appears to be fake beating of him. Apparently he cried and apologized to the cast members after he came back from uh, court today. Um, he went straight... straight straight from court right uh, to the set for Empire, and I guess he expected to shoot some scenes, and they said, uh, Jesse, uh, your character died. No, I don't know what they said to him, but they, they cut him out of the last two um, episodes. I uh, hope they didn't say to him, your character went to prison. But uh, anyway, they cut him out. Um, and he apologized for all the disruptions and distraction and everything, and he swore that he had nothing to do with the hoax. Now, if Jussie can blame it on drugs, he might get off with a lighter sentence. You'd th- maybe that's one of the uh, plans here. Of course, if it was a drug issue, it wouldn't make a lot of sense for Jussie to decide to go on national TV on Good Morning America with Robin Roberts and double down on the story like three weeks after it allegedly happened. He had plenty of time to sober up at least for the and be ready for that appearance on Good Morning America. But uh, he went in there and he. As I said, he doubled down on it. Meanwhile, the rationalizing and the sympathy has already started. You shouldn't be surprised if before this uh, is all over, Jussie will become a sympathetic figure and a hero among many people, especially liberals. When we come back from the break, we have an attorney who's also a former cop and an author of two books who's going to tell you why you should expect the Chicago cops to eventually get a lot, if not all, of the blame. Stick around.
Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for a good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original mattress factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year. This is John Steigerwald from Marley Financial. Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. Marley has been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually Actually pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that will save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now, 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So, uh, Jesse uh, Smollett is out on bail, and right now it looks like he's out of a job. Uh, 21st Century Fox announced today that uh, he's been written out of the last two episodes of Empire, and now Jesse and his lawyers will be, I guess, doing whatever they can to um, make him, keep him out of jail, and if he does have to go to jail, make the sentence as light as possible. Lance LaRusso is an attorney and a former law enforcement officer. He's the author of two books, including When Cops Kill, The Aftermath of a Critical Incident, and he joins us now. Thanks for being here, Lance. Thanks for having me. So uh, I want to play you something uh, because uh, kind of the theme of what you're going to talk about here, uh, this was kind of set up for us last night um, MS, on MSNBC. This is uh, Zach Stafford. He's the... Uh, editor-in-chief of Advocate Magazine, and he 
Uh, well, just listen, just listen to what he says. It's about a minute long, and we'll get your reaction to it. Okay. Personally, it was incredibly shocking on day one to see the police department call it a racist and homophobic uh, attack. Uh, their first statement, they explicitly said that and said they're investigating it as a, a victim case. Um, and as someone that has been investigating these for years in Chicago, that was really unprecedented before. Um, and a lot of the time, people on the background were worried that they were leaning into this victim um, part of the story because they didn't believe him and they wanted to use it against him at the end when they were able to prove that he was lying. Um, um, historically, the Chicago police has not leaked information or information like this hasn't leaked so quickly and so rapidly in a case. Um, the police were openly confirming and not confirming certain reports and not doing it to other parts of the story. Um, so due to their vocal nature in this case, it was really peculiar. And people have a lot of reason to not trust them. I mean, as the Reverend has pointed out, the Chicago has a deep history of openly lying to citizens. Um, this police department did in 2016 openly through their union support Donald Trump and a lot of this case has been focused on the MAGA statements um, and the far right's really clung to them. So many people have felt that they've been so willing to call this a hoax is because the central question of this case was are Donald Trump supporters out here committing hate crimes and that's what really sparked a lot of attention. So to have a police department that hasn't been as cooperative as they have been this round do not openly give information do openly lie and mishold uh, information in cases, and then to know that they are openly have openly supported Donald Trump in the 2016 election, a lot of activists on the ground are saying, wait, what's going on here? Who do we believe out of these two suspect uh, people? So, uh, Lance, they support Donald Trump. That means uh, that it's the cops' fault. All in the name of tolerance. <laughs> yeah. So what so do you make of you, all that? you speak out against people having widely held views that are inaccurate about large groups of people by perpetuating a largely held belief about large groups of people based on the actions of a few. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing. And the the bottom line is law enforcement is the whipping post. They, They generally don't speak up for themselves. We see this, and I talk about this in the book Blue News, all the profits from Blue News and peacemaking and when cops kill, go to law enforcement charities. We donated about $20,000, $22,000 so far. And that's what we talk about is law enforcement officers speaking out. Um, you know, with all the stuff that has come up now, instead of saying, if this was a hoax, this is a horrible thing to do, and if it's not a hoax, we hope that will be brought out, this person is using this apparently as a way to beat on the Chicago police who – have been accused of withholding information, and now that they're putting information out, they're wrong again. Well, Mark Garagos is the is the attorney, and uh, he's a pretty he's he's the the twenty uh, first century F. Lee Bailey, I think. I don't know if he's as good a, as an attorney, but he's as famous now. Um, and I'll, I'll read you what uh, they said yesterday. This is the statement from his legal team, which includes uh, Mark Garagos. Today, we, this was this was. Um, well, I'll just read it for you. Today, we witnessed an organized law enforcement spectacle that has no place in the American legal system. The presumption of innocence, a bedrock in the search for justice, was trampled upon at the expense of Mr. Smollett, and notably on the eve of a mayoral election. Uh, Mr. Smollett is a young man of impeccable character and integrity who fiercely and solemnly maintains his innocence and feels betrayed by a system that apparently wants to skip due process. Uh, so um, there you go. That, uh, again... Um, the cops are being mean to him, and he's. Well, not I'm not to... exactly sure how anybody's skipping due process when it went to a grand jury, and the police department held a press conference when they were the whipping posts of a lot of people who were saying they did something wrong. The essence of this is: did he falsify a report to the police? And the heinous part of falsifying a report to the police, and I've sued people who have done this to my clients and tried to uh, allege that they had done all sorts of horrible things, successfully, by the way. The hard part, the bad part, that everybody should be upset about it is if, if this is a false report, then there were a lot of other crimes in Chicago that should have been investigated with mm-hmm. those police resources. And the more people screamed and hollered and said, this is terrible, this is a hate crime, this doesn't need to happen in our city, which if it's true, it shouldn't, the police department is going to devote as many resources as possible, probably in an already stretched department, to try to investigate them. 
So when it turns out that they believe they have probable cause and there's been an indictment for somebody who is accused of not telling the truth, you can expect them to speak out. Well, as you said, a lot of resources were used, um, you know, in the investigation. It went on for a couple of weeks. And do you think that um, so many resources were used because it was a celebrity and because, the you know, the guy's famous? Or would that, if this were just a, another guy who had the same story, would the same resources have been used? You know, it's a difficult question. I think that you automatically would have a lot of resources used because of the nature of the allegation. If it was true that somebody violently targeted somebody based on whatever status, you would expect the police to move with all due alacrity and effort to try to solve it. Now, the fact that somebody is going public and there's a lot of... Um, you know, public statements. Obviously, we don't know how many people called the police department. We don't know how many people on behalf of uh, Mr. Smollett were screaming and hollering that the police aren't acting quickly enough. And, you know, if a department is being accused that there's a criminal set of, uh, there's a criminal element running around in their neighborhood and they're not doing anything about it, of course they're going to act quickly. And, of course, they're people. They're, if they find out they have been duped, which obviously they believe they were, they're going to speak out. Mm -hmm. Now, at what point in this, uh, you, you were in law enforcement yourself, and now you're an attorney. Um, Correct. At, at what point in this investigation do you think that they knew they were, that someone was trying to dupe them at least, if they didn't know that they were, you know, they, uh, that they had been duped? Well, in this investigation, it would be hard for me to tech, technically talk about because I don't know what they knew when and, and yeah, yeah. how they figured it out. But generally, this is what happens. When you have an investigation, you have to keep an open mind about the crimes that are being investigated. What are we dealing with? What are the allegations? Are the allegations what the victim thinks they are? Just for example, people say, well, I got robbed. Well, it's actually a burglary. Just a very basic example of what I'm talking about. The, uh, the investigator's job is to start gathering facts and figuring out what crime are we dealing with. The second is, what tools do I have in my toolbox to investigate that crime? Now, if they turn out that they start seeing evidence that a crime did not occur, and I've investigated those before, the question then comes, a probable cause determination would be enough to say that if, we, if it was true, we caught Bob and he did it. But every investigator I've ever met, and when I was an investigator, if I started getting an inkling that the crime did not occur, those investigators typically go well beyond the pale well beyond probable cause before they would ever accuse a victim of committing a crime themselves or making a false report, and they probably should. And it seems like that's what they were talking about in this, uh, in this case. And, you know, the fact that several people have backed off and said, you know, if this is true, we, we apologize for anything we said about the police. Yeah. Some people have taken a middle ground. We don't know what happened at this point, which they don't. They're not in the right. police department. You know, we don't know what happened. We're going to take our hands off, and we're going to see what happens. It is amazing to me that some, that a third group is saying, well, we're not going to believe the police because of something that happened or something we believe happened and ignore any other evidence to the contrary, including a grand jury indictment. Yeah, we're talking to Lance LaRusso, who's a uh, an author and also a former law enforcement uh, officer and a uh, and now an attorney. So you say you've investigated uh, and uh, come across cases where someone has perpetrated a hoax and gotten caught? Absolutely. And can you give me an example of what it was and what happened to the person who <laughs> perpetrated the hoax? It's several times. Believe it or not, the vast majority of times is something stupid like a car wreck. Um, I guess you'd call it insurance fraud, but, uh -huh. you know, they do something. They're, they're drunk, they wreck their car, and they run through the woods and go home, and they try to say that they, their car was stolen, oh. uh, they were carjacked, and things like that. And I'll, I'll give you a, another example of one that we were involved in, was a woman who was late getting home for her curfew. Um, she was in her late teens, early 20s, knew that she would get in trouble. So she messed uh, up her clothes and told, the, uh, told her parents that she was attacked coming home. Wow. Well, I can tell you the police department, me included, flooded the area that she said she was attacked for hours 
trying to find the person that did it until she came clean and said, no, nothing happened. I just made it up because I didn't want to get in trouble. So the, the, the use of resources, um, people say, well, you know, they're government resources. They're there to do that stuff anyway. It's real. Th- those are calls for service that waited. Those are calls that we didn't answer. Those are um, people that were hoping the police would come and check out the noise outside their house, and they just weren't available. So even in a department the size of Chicago, it's tough, and it has an effect on the officers, too, because if you think about it, if all of that what has been alleged, if all that the grand jury found is true, then the bottom line is the police were used as pawns in this entire thing. Yeah, and that's... And that would upset anyone. Big time. Uh, so do you remember uh, what happened to this uh, young woman? Did uh, did they come down hard on her? Did they just, uh, she get probation? What happened? Um, I believe, it, you know, the, the person that reported his car stolen, we almost always charged them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually had to do because we had to run through the mud to try to find the bad guy when uh, when we realized it was them running through the mud. I believe that young woman was not charged for this reason, that we recognized that there were some mental health issues there. Okay. And that she basically, she should have been able to be in a home that was caring enough to say, I was late. And it, you know, contrary to what people think that cops don't care sometimes, you know, every cop is saying, you know, why would a young woman be so afraid to come home late that she's going to report that she was attacked? So if I remember correctly, that's, and that's not the first time it happened, but the only time it happened, but I believe that in that situation we didn't charge her, but we kind of turned it over some folks who get the bottom of it so you're 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 you start to suspect that there's stuff happening to her at home that she needs to be protected from exactly and that's that's ultimately the the job of the police and you know if you if this case was real let's say everything he alleged was real mm-hmm. then the chicago police had an obligation and consistent with their oaths to jump all over it and find somebody who was doing this because they could prey on someone else And to turn around and say, well, you had all these people investigating it, they figured it out quickly, and we don't trust them because there were so many investigators on it, they can't win. And that's what I talk about in Blue News. They need to tell their own story. That press conference was absolutely appropriate. It did not interfere with anybody's due process. That case will go to court. He's been given a bond. He's being treated like everyone else who has been accused of a crime and he'll he has a right to a trial by jury in this country which is sacrosanct throughout the world if he gets acquitted then that's a different set of facts do you think he will uh... get convicted and and if he does do you think he should and do you think he will go to jail if the facts are true that he manufactured this then yes he will get convicted juries see through this stuff and he should pay a price for that. What that is is up to the judge. He should, but what? I, I just based on your experience. Oh, will he? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, probably five years ago, I would have said it was a toss-up, but I think a lot of people. You know, you see the arrest of Kevin Spacey. You said the arrest of um, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby. I think that there has come over the criminal justice system and really more juries. The criminal justice system has always, you know, treated people, you know, when they're in front of them the same way as everybody else. But I think there's been an intolerance that's developed among juries to, you know, treat any celebrity almost harsher than they would an average person, but to look at the motivation of why somebody committed a crime like this. Uh, I only have about 30 seconds. I, I, I really appreciate you being on, um, Lance. Can, real quick, in 15 seconds, your two books and what, where the proceeds go. I, sure. The book, uh, When Cops Kill, is about um, officer-involved shootings. Blue News is about officers in the media. Um, they're available on Amazon and BlueLineLawyer.com. And I have a book that was released just this week, an anthology of short stories called Parallax. And it's available on ebook. I'm out of time. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, we'll be back to talk about why this stuff is happening. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump appeared before reporters this afternoon at the White House where he says he's optimistic about a trade deal with China. I would say that it's more likely that a deal will happen. Uh, The fact that they're staying, and this is a very high delegation. This is a a man who is uh, revered all throughout China as the vice premier. 
So the fact that they're willing to stay for um, quite a bit longer period, doubling up the time, that means something. The president's also vetoing uh, if Congress passes a resolution blocking his use of a national emergency declaration to fund a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. Will I veto it? 100 percent. 100 percent. And I don't think it survives a veto. We have too many smart people that want border security, so I can't imagine it could survive a veto, but I will veto it, yes. On Wall Street, the dot by 181 points, the Nasdaq rose 68. This is SRN News. It either is or it isn't. When it comes down to it, that's all that really matters when choosing a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. It's either certified by Mercedes-Benz factory trained technicians or it isn't. It's either backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to five years or it isn't. It's absolute confidence in 30,000 precision parts or it isn't. The Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event, now through February 28th, only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. Come in today and we'll help cover your first month's payment. Offer available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. There are those who settle for nothing less. For them, the choice is simple. It's either up to Mercedes-Benz standards, or it isn't. It's flawlessly maintained, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned, or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first month's payment and certified pre-owned warranties. Mike Gallagher doesn't understand where the Democrats are coming from. This group of angry, scowling Democrats who wouldn't even clap when the president recited the historic low unemployment for black and Hispanic Americans. They didn't clap for that. Why not? How could you not clap? For that, the Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at nine, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM twelve fifty. The answer. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own farmer's insurance agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experience business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. The average person and considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. We tried to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from 45 to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to. Hear more on Conti's Law, Sunday morning at 8.30. Here on The Answer. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're looking at tie-ups on the Parkway West inbound Carnegie down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel and on the outbound side, Banksville Road to Carnegie. It's heavy outbound Parkway East from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and some slow spots inbound entrance Swissvale to the Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Also looking busy northbound 79 from the Parkway North up to 910 and outbound 28 heavy Veterans Bridge to 40th Street and Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. More clouds than sun this afternoon, high 42. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 31. Cloudy tomorrow, a bit of rain in the afternoon, high 46. Periods of rain tomorrow night, maybe a thunderstorm late, low 41. Early, then temperature will rise to 50 by Sunday morning. 
A bit of rain early Sunday, otherwise becoming very windy with plenty of clouds, high 55. Temperature will end the day in the lower 40s. I'm meteorologist Joe Lundberg and AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So we've been spending a lot of time here on uh, Jesse Smollett. And we all know what he did or what he was alleged to have done and what he's saying. And we've talked a lot about that. But why is all this happening? What's up with all the hate hoaxes that have been out there? Well, Jamie Metzgar is a a senior contributor at The Federalist. And she has some thoughts on that. And she joins us now. Jamie, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So the... uh, The headline, let's just start with that. The headline of your piece is, Hate Hoaxes Are What Happened When Your Religion Is Identity Politics. First of all, what is that? I know you don't always write the headlines, but what does that headline say about what's in your piece? Um, It's basically, I've had this concept for several months that I've been thinking about how um, identity politics, progressivism, intersectionality, whatever you want to call it, it's, it really is taking on the characteristics of a religion. Um, and I think it's becoming the prevailing religion of young people in our culture today. And so um, I, when this story came out, um, this kind of sad, bizarre story about Jesse Smollett, basically what looks like he, he fabricated this hate crime against himself, it just seemed like um, such a clear example of, of what I'm talking about which is that people are, are drawing their, their meaning and their purpose in life from victimhood, essentially, nowadays. Um, so that's, that's the premise of my piece. Obviously, I flesh it out a lot more. Yeah, and, and you say young people are growing up. What, what do you mean by that, that, they're, that, this, that they, I mean, uh, how quickly do they find an identity, and then what do they do with it? Well, I mean, I think that the idea is um, the better... The more oppressed you are, the more righteous you are in this uh, moral framework. Um, and that's certainly, I mean, I think intersectionality teaches that almost explicitly, where you have these layers of oppression. You know, if you, if you have one, one identity that is viewed as oppressed, that gives you some points. But if you have two, three, four, then you're really, really viewed as um, righteous <laughs> in this moral framework. So I think... Um, obviously, if that's your value system, young people are going to try to identify themselves with as many of these victim categories as they can. Now, some people, um, you know, are not blessed in that way, where they aren't born, you know, with the the, the right identity markers that, that look like oppressed people. So, for instance, if you're a white male, you're kind of on the bottom of the totem pole right. with intersectionality. Yeah, uh, you're going to have to prove your righteousness in some other way, and I, I think that's kind of why we're seeing um, some of the viciousness that we see online—just um, the shaming, the bullying, the language policing. I think comes from people who are trying to prove their righteousness. You know, they don't have the right uh, identity markers, so they're trying to prove it in other ways. Yeah, and um, if you're an old white male, you're really in trouble. Because uh, that's my group, and we we were we were blamed for everything, including founding the country. Uh, it was a bad idea. Yeah, because I, I we that all was, we all owned wow. slaves, you know, all of us <laughs> old white guys. Right? I, yeah, right. I know you were you were alive back then, weren't you? Hundred <laughs> years ago. Well, there. It's interesting because um, uh, at least two of the Democratic uh, candidates, the announced ones, are. Uh, I think both uh, Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris are going to be pushing for reparations. So um, mm-hmm. that, that's that's coming down the pike. Um, so yeah. you, in your piece, you say philosophers and theologians have long posited that humans seek three fundamental virtues, goodness, truth and beauty. The answer to the question, what is good, true and beautiful, is at the core of many religious traditions. Uh, without God, the Christian has no framework for right and wrong, for ultimate truth, or for the transcendent meaning that renders life beautiful. So what is, uh, and you say progressivism attempts to fill the God-shaped, uh, this God-shaped void with its own modern deities. What are the modern deities? Right. Well, I talk about, like I said, um, goodness, truth, and beauty mm-hmm. are kind of the things that we get from, from religion. And... Um, looking at them in reverse order. So beauty, I think progressives um, are looking to self 
primarily to find what's beautiful, um, to find that transcendent meaning in their life um, is really all about just exploring who they are, expressing who they are, being true to who they are, um, I think is, is where they get uh, the idea of the beautiful. Um, for truth, um, now this one, I, I'm not sure I got this right. I said it's science, that they look to science um, as their, um, basically their measuring stick for truth. Now, I have a brother who is a scientist, my younger brother. He's about to get his Ph.D. in biomedical sciences, and he read, he read a draft of my piece, and he's like, you know what, I, I'm not sure I agree with you because he's, he's seeing how um, this, this god of self is starting to kind of um, get in the way of, of real science. Um, and I think you're especially seeing that in the area of gender um, where this, God of expressing yourself is starting to, in many ways, um, conflict with actual science. And so he said, I'm not sure that you're right there. And I, and I, I said, well, I think in many ways it still is. Um, uh, progressives try to claim this mantle of science, and in many ways that's what they look to. But, of course, it's not, it's not, the, it's not science as, as a, a discovery process. It's more um, the scientific consensus of the scientific community that they look to. So that's a little more easily manipulated, <laughs> um, unfortunately. And then history, um, which is what I kind of pegged as the, the place that, that we look for right and wrong in progressivism, right. that's similarly not what you and I would understand as history, you know, the study of events in the past. Um, it's sort of a, a twisting of that where um, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, um, being on the right side of history. And right. people always talk about, I want to be on the right side of history. And so they've taken history and taken it, instead of being an academic discipline, it's more of a moral force. Um, and so this moral force is this force of progress that, that got rid of slavery, that got rid of Jim Crow, that um, overcame, you know, the Nazis and their anti-Semitism. And so they talk about, you know, being on the right side of history as, as a moral force. And... Um, so, but I think their their understanding of of history is is limited, and so they're um, it's it's a very narrow um, moral compass. Well, you know, and to take it back to the Smollett uh, issue here in his story, uh, how is it a conscious effort by people like this to to um, to designate themselves uh, among the oppressed in order mm-hmm. to gain? Uh, you know, because I mean, I wonder how much of it is actually conscious that he's doing that. Because some of it has to be just right. he hates Donald Trump, and he was looking for a way to make him look bad, and right. and and with with the uh, objective also of benefiting from it himself by getting exposure and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think for the most part it is conscious. I think you know when you have a worldview and you have a mindset, it it. Um, impacts everything that you do in, in a way that you may not always realize. And I think that's true even of the way that, um, you know, social justice warriors are out there trying to tear people down constantly. Um, I don't think they're consciously thinking, wow, I'm going to go demonize this person. I think they really believe this is oppression that they're going to fight against and be on the right side of history. And so... Um, I'm not sure it always is conscious. Now, of course, I'm sure he must have at some point made a conscious decision to tell a lie and to make up a story, and I can't excuse that. That's very human. I mean, that's, that's human, been human nature from the beginning. We're always tempted to lie, to exalt ourselves. Um, you know, even Christians have that temptation. But I kind of talk in my piece about how... Um, the Christian uh, moral uh, virtues are different. So, you know, whereas I might try to exalt my charitable giving and tell a lie about that, that might be my temptation. Um, the, the moral framework of a, of a social justice warrior, they're going to be more tempted to exaggerate their victimhood status because that's what makes them virtuous. Well, is it possible to be um, a religious person with a strong faith and also be a social justice warrior in 2019? <laughs> I guess it depends on what you mean by a social justice warrior. I think it's absolutely possible and that Christians have an imperative to be seeking justice for people who are, who are oppressed. And that, and that is an absolutely a, tradi- a, a tradi- traditional part of Christianity. And I think that's why some people get confused and they think that these 
social justice warriors are kind of purer than than real Christians. You know, they're kind of practicing the the pure Christianity. But the the difference is, I think, if if you think that ultimate evil is in people, uh, like in other people, and that um, it's not in your own heart, <laughs> that's not a Christian viewpoint. So I think the Christian, first and foremost, sees his own sin and battles against his own sin, takes responsibility for his own actions, and then they try to um, help others. And, and, there, and there's also, I think, a big difference is that Christians are looking for even the evil people, even the oppressors, they see the possibility for them to repent. They see the possibility for them to be redeemed. There's an, there's an ultimate possibility of brotherhood and forgiveness in Christianity that I do not see in this progressive mindset. And I gave the example of uh, Martin Luther King Jr., who was a right. Christian pastor, and his I Have a Dream speech, such an iconic um, speech for civil rights, and how he ended that speech by saying, you know, he had a dream that he would see on the Red Hills of Georgia the, the sons of slaves sitting with the sons of slaveholders in, um, you know, in brotherhood, around the table of brotherhood. I'm, I'm butchering the quote, but yeah, I know. Um, it's that a concept that there can be brotherhood at the end, that we, that we can have forgiveness, we can have redemption, and that's what I think is missing from um, the typical social justice warriors. So I think Christians certainly can fight and should be fighting for social justice, but that, that mentality um, that I'm describing is antithetical to Christianity. Yeah, and there, there's a lot. There's not a lot of forgiveness going around out there on the left. I mean, Absolutely if, if, if not. you if you commit a, a, a crime, what, what what is considered a crime in their eyes, you're done. You can't. Absolutely. You can't. You're fired. You can't run for office. You're done. Don't exactly. ever come. So, and I think that's what's going to. I don't know. I'm an optimist, so I I think that that's what's going to finally. People are going to tire of that <laughs> because we we still have a long enough tradition of Christianity in America that we have we remember a time that was more gracious and was more forgiving and um, where there could be brotherhood or at least even the, the goal of brotherhood if even if we have never quite attained that I don't know if we ever will completely attain it here in this in this world but um, I think people remember that and so they're going to get tired of just this punishing unforgiveness that is such a hallmark of progressivism. Yeah, and you mentioned at the end of your piece that uh, Martin Luther King had experienced far more racism, violence, injustice, and hatred than uh, Smollett is likely to see in a lifetime. Uh, And Do you think he knows that? I don't know. I I mean, I think maybe they do know that, and they're, they're, they're a little bit... I can't remember... I think it was one of our Federalist writers had a piece about Selma Envy. Like, you know, it's like you want to feel like you're noble and you're fighting for some noble cause in your time, and it's hard when you're, you know, you're kind of standing on the shoulders of the people who, who gave you a more just and a better world. Um, so what are you going to fight against? Right, you're almost um, like, uh, you're, you're almost disappointed that you're not oppressed enough to, to gain the sympathy that that kind of oppression would get you. I think that's very true, and I think, you know, that can be solved by maybe looking outside yourself. There are plenty of ways that you can be engaging with other people and helping them in, in the United States, outside the United States. I mean, we, you know, we have far from a perfect and a just world. So um, I think that there's plenty of room for people to, um, to be working for justice, to be working um, in compassionate ways, but... Maybe they aren't going to be the victims. Maybe they're, maybe they're somebody who needs to help a victim somewhere else. We're talking to Jamie Metzgar. Finishing up here, uh, she wrote a piece called uh, Hate Hoaxes Are What Happens When uh, Your Religion Is Identity Politics. Um, I just wonder, and uh, finishing up here, Jamie, um, Mr. Rogers is a big hero here in Pittsburgh, and, mm-hmm. and, he, and he was very much a Christian and very, very much a religious guy. But I wonder how much of what's happening with young people now goes back to them being told how special they were, beginning with the, you know, the Mister Rogers philosophy. Because there are people out there who will tell you that 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 that, that created some monsters. That's interesting. I haven't thought of Mister Rogers in particular in that way, but I do think that 
young people today are paying the price for a lot of wrong thinking in their parents' generation. I think, you know, they had a lot of broken homes. They had um, a lot of a lot of problems that they have had to encounter. And so um, it's, I think it's interesting that we have a, a, a generation that's much more interested, as far as I can tell, in being virtuous than the uh, generation when I was growing up, which was a lot more kind of have a good time. And there's, you know, there's pluses and minuses to both things, but I think this generation paid the price for some of their parents' good times. And so they're trying to chart a course that is more virtuous and that's not going to have this damage. Um, but unfortunately, they have chosen um, a very damaging path. And, I, and that's why I was, in my piece, encouraging a return to more um, more of a Christian moral framework that that we discarded a long time ago. I think that that's going to be the answer for a lot of the pain that young people do feel. Well, we'll find out, and uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Jussie. And to be specific about his case, that's just beginning. That's going to be an interesting story to watch. Jamie, thanks yes, for uh, thanks for being on with us. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, and we'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Do you know where your mattress came from? If your mattress is from the original mattress factory, you can rest easy knowing that your mattress was hand-built right here in Pittsburgh. And every original Mattress Factory mattress features American-made materials, from our support of inner springs to cotton padding to our shock-absorbing box springs. You can even stop by our factory to take a tour and see our team make your mattress. Can the other guys say that? That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Visit us at OriginalMattress.com. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-In Pest-Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. You own a local business or any business, and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch. But you can beat them with our digital marketing experts. We're Salem Surround. We can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We make every digital dollar count towards sales success. We won't waste your money. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers from everywhere. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. 
connecting you with new customers. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. How could you not love him? Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. 39 years ago, almost exactly uh, to this to the minute, um, it, it happened, the greatest story in American sports history the uh, Miracle on Ice, uh, the, Peng- the not the Penguins, the uh, U.S. Olympic team beat the Russians. And this is what uh, Herb Brooks said to the team before they went out. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. That's what Herb Brooks said. They had zero business beating that team, even staying on the ice with them. I think a couple of weeks before the tournament, the Olympics started, they were beat like 9-1 to one by, the, by the Russians. They killed. And, I, and I, I got a chance to see the Soviet team practice. I saw the Soviet team play up in Canada against the NHL All-Stars. And uh, it was really something to see. And, and uh, so I had a pretty cool job. I, I ended up getting to know uh, Herb Brooks a little bit. I got to know Craig Patrick, who was Herb Brooks' assistant. Um, Mark Johnson came here and played. He was a player on that team. So uh, 39 years ago, the greatest moment in American sports history. And that wasn't the gold medal game. Some people forget. They had to go beat Finland a couple of days later. And that game was not, I don't think it was a blowout. It's pretty close. So here we are, almost 40 years. Next year we'll be talking, they'll probably make a big deal about it, and they should. 40-year anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. And if you haven't ever seen the movie Miracle, which was made in 2004, check it out. It may be the best sports movie ever. Kurt Russell was great as Herb Brooks. He became Herb Brooks in that movie. Good job for by Aaron Byrne again this week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.